And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Happy Thanksgiving. Damn, it's Thanksgiving week already. Whew! I hope everybody has had a great year so far. Um, we're, we're not slowing down anytime soon. It's Thanksgiving week. We're going to have our episode today. We'll have another episode tomorrow. And then right through the holidays, um, we will have an episode every week. Um, this week is a big one for me. Um, we have Shane Smith here from Shane Smith and the Saints. This this is an interview I've... I, honestly, I've wanted all year. And I am so thankful to have had Shane on the show. Um, a big thanks to our friends over at Off the Rails for helping us make this happen. Um, and to his whole crew, the day of the show, you know, the, the hospitality was absolutely amazing. Um, so thank you guys so much. Um, as you know by now, uh, Shane has been on Yellowstone, um, him and the boys. They were on, they were featured last year, last season in season four, um, early on um one of the episodes was titled all i see is you um so that that song was used in that episode um and they were shouted out at the end of the episode famously now as shane smith in the fucking saints um so love it and then now if you've watched if you're watching yellowstone season five you saw that the whole band was in episode one of season five playing in that in that scene there that they're in. Um, I don't want to give too much away if, if you haven't seen the episode yet or, or anything like that, or you don't watch Yellowstone, I would, I would expect you to go back and watch every episode from season one to, to now. Um, if you haven't, um, it's, it's one of those shows where, you know, we don't here in this house, we don't miss a week. Um, it's, it's been, you know, it's been huge for us. We, we love it. Um, so it's a treat for us to have Shane here on the show. Um, we do talk a little bit about Yellowstone and all that, obviously, you know, it's, it's huge for them. Um, so thank you, Shane, for being on. Thank you everybody for tuning in. And I, I look forward to hearing what you have to say about Shane's conversation. And, um, we look forward to, to, to chatting with Shane again in the future. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, Hopefully not. I hope Shane gets to a point where he's so big he doesn't he he can't talk to us. Um, but I would you know I love I love everything he's doing and um, his music is some of my favorite right now. So I don't want to take up too much time. I want you guys to enjoy the episode. So without further ado, again, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I am so thankful for y'all. Um, without further ado, here it is, Mr. Shane Smith. 
We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Shane Smith. Hey, hey. Can Thanks you hear me okay? Yeah, on this? yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you. So, um, we were talking a little before this started, and I first saw you not long ago, next door, open for Whiskey Myers. Yeah. And it was the first show of the tour for you guys. Yeah, you're totally right. I was trying to remember um, which you know which night that was that we were up here but you're totally right yeah. i think it was like the first it night. was the fir- it was the it was your first stop on the tour and you know it was yeah <laughs> it was one of those things where you know i had heard about you i've heard about you guys have listened to a couple of songs here and there didn't go in knowing much about you mm-hmm. and i got to say you guys got off the stage and i could have left because it was that like for me that that made the entire night wow well thank you that's um, that's awesome yeah and you know we we stayed for whiskey myers obviously and they were great but um you know i was standing in that crowd and you know shoulder to shoulder with everybody because the house was packed that night and it blew me away i've never seen a direct support have everybody in the audience sing all of your words back to you it was like i'm like thinking about it now and i'm getting chills yeah that's that's amazing man yeah i uh we're just we're just like so grateful to get to even be on that tour you know it's like um that was the first time we've ever been asked by a band especially like somebody like whiskey that we've looked up to for so many years and we've seen them for such a long time uh you know come up from small venues all the way up to you know these amphitheaters and things that they're headlining now and we were just thankful to get get the opportunity to do it. it it started in april and went all the way through august technically october we did uh two or three more shows with them in october on the same tour um but i mean it's over it was like 50 something shows i think yeah. um it's just huge for us you know we yeah. weren't used to playing that size of venues especially in all these markets that we some of them we hadn't hit like throughout the years we've played we've definitely cut our teeth um um and and toured a a significant amount uh probably like 40 something states uh on our own but you got to remember those are also playing in bars to you know hardly anybody and um and uh it's a tough way of of doing it but uh whenever you get an opportunity like that with whiskey where it's like several thousand at least every single night yeah. if not sold out large amphitheaters like it's like oh my gosh this yeah. is crazy you know now before you had played with them here had you guys ever been up this way before i want to say we yes we so last november we played our first uh show in boston okay and um that yeah it was uh trying to remember there's probably like three four hundred people there or something yeah, like that yeah. and um anyways yeah so that was the first time i think we we had played up there and then 
uh, obviously we did that with them and now we're coming back this time and this show sold out I think within like yeah. a month or yeah, something was, of announcing crazy. Yeah, you so. know when, when this tour was announced I saw that you were coming here it was like a you know it was like a, a an excitement but an also like you know seeing you at the Palladium you know in front of all those people with all those people singing back to you it was like you know this room is great and we have a great partnership with Off the Rails but it was like, damn, they could they could be in a bigger room. <laughs> you know, it's like well, I want them to be in a bigger room. No, man. Well, maybe. You know, I but mean, I also love that you're in a, exactly, <laughs> in a small room. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, we just got to, you know, knock this one out, see what opportunities we get, yeah. you know, next time around. And, and uh, but, yeah, we're just, just glad to be back up, really. Yeah. Now, before you were Shane Smith and the Saints, and you were you were grinding and doing all that. Have you always been Shane Smith and the Saints, or were you by yourself for a little while? No, I was, I was definitely by myself for a good little while. Um, so I graduated high school at Kaufman High School in between Dallas and Tyler. And by that point, I had a buddy of mine, um, Tom Rogers, that was in uh, 4-H and FFA and involved with those um, – you know events and they would have like these district like chapter meetings and things and he and i would be there like quote unquote entertainment for yeah. those and uh we would just song swap and play robert earl Keane songs and randy rogers songs and you know whatever and uh so that's kind of where it first started for me in terms of like writing music and, sure. and trying to uh you know trying to figure it out and and then uh, went on to Tyler Junior College, and I was there for two years. And that was the first time that I recorded any kind of music. Uh, There's a great dude named uh, Bob Gentry and Tyler. He used to play bass for Tom Jones back in the 70s. And he has a home studio in Tyler. And um, he kind of, you know, helped me out and, you know, gave me an opportunity to record an album when I didn't necessarily have the funds to record a, a full-length album and not given it was like a singer-songwriter thing but it's called I'll See the Miles and um and those were like the first songs that I had written mm-hmm. essentially and uh and they were pretty bad but some of them were okay and um anyways but he did a great job with that and I think recording that was kind of what gave me um uh, a little bit of steam from like friends back home sure. and my brothers and their friends because they heard it and they were like oh this sounds you know like your voice sucks but you're you know the, <laughs> the music sounds okay you know <laughs> so anyways uh i think that's what gave me a little bit of uh encouragement to like okay well you know i'm gonna keep trying to do this and with keeping that central mass vibe going we have to thank our friends over at the dcu center Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. And I've moved to Austin, like I think summer two thousand. Uh, what would this have been nine and uh, went uh, yeah so I moved to Austin then immediately went down to South Texas uh, for that summer my best friend uh, Cody's family had a ranch down there it was like a deer breeding operation 
and for like really huge like trophy deer and and so I went down there and worked on that ranch with him and you know that gave me like a summer of opportunity of like trying to write 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 a ton and um and uh and just kind of be you know be out on on just open land a lot and and you know there's something that's just awesome with that and I think that kind of helped me yeah then catapult to the next thing and then a couple years of acoustic shows yeah yeah. eventually met Bennett our fiddle player in Austin then it was he and I doing acoustic shows and then it was me him and a guitar player you know and and it just kind of like added to that um and over time you know there's a band sure now that makes a lot of sense you know for anybody that's listening or anybody that knows you know your songs um you know you're one hell of a storyteller and you know hearing that story about you being on a ranch you know you listen to your songs and the stories you tell like a, a lot of it makes sense you know it really makes sense you know i talk to people from all over the place and you know and the songs they write you know a lot of it reflects where they've come from and I haven't heard songs written the way you write them, I think, ever in my entire life. Oh, huh, that's you know, interesting. It's, it's like listening to a story. Well, much. I appreciate it, man. I think that this this is with anybody, but, like, I think you go through, like, there's ebbs and flows, and you go through phases and things like that, and I was so massively influenced and inspired by songwriters like Adam Carroll. Yeah. Ray Wiley Hubbard, Hayes Carl, Ryan Bingham, especially like his very beginning, like first, you know, he he had an album before Mescalito came out that, you know, that whole summer I was at that ranch, like we were listening to that like every day and listening to all these other guys and, and uh, you know, Guy Clark and just all these people that, I, I honestly, I'd have to say like Adam Carroll was probably the biggest one though for me. It's uh, hardly anybody knows who he is, but like songwriters know a lot of songwriters know who he is, and and there's a reason for that. It's I mean he's just he has a way with his words and telling stories in a in such a genuine like folk kind of way yeah. that is so real to me. And um, anyways, I think I was just like so inspired by that kind of music that I just wanted to try to tell stories a lot. And honestly, it kind of like hurt us early on. Yeah. And I couldn't, I, I, we couldn't gain much traction because like telling stories don't necessarily like, you know, get spins on Spotify right. and things like that. Sure. Um, you know, but there was a wisdom to it that a lot of older people really appreciated and yeah. a lot of like uh, people older than me oddly enough were like kind of drawn to it and uh, when I would play it at songwriter events or open mic nights there would always be like adults would come up to me and be like man like what is up like what are you doing and um (laughs) what kind of life like yeah and (laughs) and you know the thing was I was just listening to just incredible storytellers and, and songwriters at that time and 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 I think I've I've gotten a little bit away from that, but I think that it's going to be one of those deals where it just ebbs and flows. Yeah, there's going to sure. be years where I'm just like I'm doing that type of thing, and then there's yeah. going to be years where I'm doing doing stuff that's just like more musically strong and and powerful and yeah. um, and uh, something that would just crush at a show, a yeah. live show, you know. And um, but then there's also going to be phases that where I'm. I'm back on the on the stories and trying yeah. to you know 
trying to articulate, um, uh, you know, my own version of, of things that I've, I've gone through or have have friends or family that have gone through and you know even like right side of the ground like that's a great example of me like trying to find a meeting in the middle yeah type of thing because there's still a total story to that that goes back with you know one of my brothers and like relationship things that he had gone through and um, um, you know just like being cheated on and stuff like that and like you know there's a story to that but there's also such like a massive um it's like so many people have gone through that you know everybody's had relationship issues everybody's had you know hard times with relationships and and being able to have like a chorus that just like um brings a lot of that stuff together in in a very broad way um you know that's like that middle ground that i think i like i love the most is you know i if it's something that I'm writing or my wife and I are writing or me and one of the guys are working on, like it is, it pretty much has to be something that I know what it's talking about. If I don't understand what it's, you know, like I have a really hard time covering songs unless I can really like translate it in a way to where it's like, I totally feel what this is about. And and this is the way I feel it. And, um, but for the longest time like it you know it's like I've had the opportunity to record other songs in the studio and we've done that I think once or twice it's once I think where I recorded a song that on an album that I didn't write and it was called Last Train to Heaven incredible song on the Hail Mary record I had such a hard time recording it because I was like i it's like, well, what the, what's this about? Like, what's this <laughs> like? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Sing the songs, you moron. You know, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, I don't, for some reason, I just, like, I could not get on board with it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, finally just got to know it a little better, and then we recorded it. It sounded great. sounded huge. But even still, like, now it shows we don't really play it hardly. Yeah. And I think it's, like, subconsciously, I just, I just, I have so much muscle memory of writing stuff that, came directly from from you something i went through or something my family or friends went through and and it means something really powerful to me and so you know that's something i gotta i think i gotta get better at but it's also a a trait in a way i think in in terms of you know i think a lot of fans like like that yeah you know that type of ideology of course now i know you know Everybody's got the Yellowstone fever, and obviously we have to talk about it. Yeah, you know, good, bad, and different, right? Um, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, no. So, how much time? You know, we're gonna get to it, but how much time goes from you starting your singer songwriter music adventure to Yellowstone? Now we gotta thank our friends on the North Shore. The Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out. Theporchsouthern.com. Um, 
let me think about this. Because when was the first time it was aired? 2021, I guess. 2021, November of last year. Yeah. And I probably started writing in uh, 2005, 2006. Something like that. So, so quite some time. And and now, given I don't mean that I was on the road since '05 or '06, but like, right, we were on the road since probably 2012. Yeah, you know, and um, and so yeah, I mean, almost almost ten years yeah. of like really, you really, know, yeah, really right, <laughs> almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah damn near destroying families and lives and stuff like you know like being gone gone and and um and trying to do it the best way we you know we thought you know and thank god we finally got with like a booking agent there at the beginning we we got with red 11 early on and then and they helped us you know catapult to a next level and a bunch of like red dirt stuff yeah. but we were always kind of the outcast of even red dirt music yeah. you know it was like we fit in that world but we were also like kind of ev- the people that everyone would kind of turn their head at at a, at a festival or something they're yeah. like what the hell is this right. like i just don't get it and some people just straight up are like i don't get this yeah. you know <laughs> you're and, playing at 11 a.m when the yeah. headliners and we're like you dollars. know opening for whoever kevin fowler or like you know all these great guys you know yeah. but like musically we don't it's not it's not necessarily the same and um and uh yeah but you know to go back to your initial question i, I want to say it was about 10 years probably yeah. of of really trying now i think everybody knows right now from you guys being on yellowstone and getting all the shouts and you know the last year for you guys have been been huge. It's been absolutely incredible to, to see. Um, a couple of days ago, you know, from where we're talking, um, you guys posted. I think it was Friday. Must have been Friday. Um, two days meeting. Yeah. Now, this is going to come out not this week, but next week. So episode two will have of season five will have already come out. Can you tell us whether or not you're in? songs of yours are in season five yeah they are yeah totally yeah and it's uh yeah i mean it's <laughs> if you can't tell got, me much that's fine no we've got oh i, th- I want to say th- uh three of them are are awesome. in the yeah and and it's uh it's just one of those things like what what you're initially saying like you know you do you do this for a pretty significant period of time without yeah. any placement on anything. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, we didn't, even, we could have been placed on like a soap opera or right. something, like anything, <laughs> like give us anything. We never right. got anything. Right. And then you have like Taylor Sheridan and, and Avon from, from Paramount and Yellowstone. And, uh, last season they featured all I see is you. And then, and, you know, turns out he names the entire episode all i see is you and then then the episode airs and he says our name and then it's like this slogan shane smith and the fucking saints in in the episode and and then uh you know so it's like that thank you very much that like just catapulted this whole deal that we had never experienced before and we're just so grateful for it and now 
ne- this next season is coming around and it's like he's like right back at it and yeah and they're I I li- like obviously I'm biased to this but like even if we weren't featured in this like and I thought this before for for however many seasons before where we weren't featured on that show like I have such a deep respect for him just for the fact that he is um is just trying to showcase talent that yeah. would never get showcased oh, yeah, if it man. wasn't for him just holding the cards right. of of that show and all the shows he works on you know and and there's such a cool independence to like what they're doing on that show and um and he's such a good writer as well and i, I don't know i just there's no other show i'd rather be featured on no. and, and uh no, no, God, no. and yeah but they they literally i mean if this is this is going to air by the time it's already out so it doesn't yeah. matter but yeah like they flew us up to uh to uh, montana to missoula to film back in may and we're in the first episode like um and uh we're we're playing at the ranch like performing on the show yeah so you guys have nothing against anybody else but you guys have taken whiskey's spot from season one yeah, essentially one, they were they're the doing. Now, yes, exactly. There was. He's, same kind doing, of thing? he's doing a very similar thing to like what he did with whiskey in the nice. first season. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's and uh, dude, I'm and so it's happy just for like you. it's amazing. Yes, yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, that and, really is. Yeah, and so it's it's still so mind boggling for us. And like and since then we've started doing pretty much different events for him and for Paramount and for Yellowstone and yeah. stuff. We just went and did a, a Paramount treat with like all the execs and like some of the cast members of the show and got to hang out with all them and um and perform for them up in montana a couple nights ago and um it's just it's wild but and and it's we're again though it's like couldn't be more thankful and um especially like we just put out the song fire in the ocean that's one of the ones that gets featured and it's like you know what better timing could you ask for yeah. for stuff like that so well, that's that's great shane you know i'm i'm even from the last time i saw you in april till now like it seems you're like a whole different band you know not yeah, you know not, you're not but you yeah. know you the recognition the the, the catapult into you that's know, the, the thing man that's what's so weird about it it's like we're still doing the exact same, same thing, thing that right. we've been doing for a decade or whatever but um it's it yeah, it's just crazy to it, – it's very eye-opening to what, like, bands on major labels and, and people that take that route, like, what they automatically oftentimes get yeah. the opportunities like that, and we've just never had that before. Yeah. And we're still totally independent, and, um, you know, uh, we, we have, like, great distribution set up. We have great, um, you know, publicity set up, radio set up, all of these elements, booking, but – we're still independent from That's any awesome. label. It's yeah. still Geronimo West, which is what my wife and I started when before there was even a band involved. We like set it all up and and we ran it as a label, like and and did it ourselves. That's and, awesome. And that's what so many young musicians and, and you know artists are yeah. doing these days. Yeah, I mean, it's really you know I talk to independent artists all the time, and it's, if for them it's the only way to do it. You know, yeah. I've I've talked to people that have been on labels that have been dropped, and, and there's I mean, nothing wrong with being no, on a label. Not. It's wonderful. Like, like even like Myron, uh, uh, 
they're opening up for us this whole run and like they're on I can't remember which label it was but it's a great label like yeah. a well known uh, label and I think their headquarters are in New York or somewhere and um, you know those guys like I don't he was telling me it was like man like you know I was a welder like so and so was a roofer so and so was a this it's like we couldn't do this right. unless somebody was gonna pony <laughs> up and give us and give us yeah. the cash to be able to get out and and pursue music as yeah. a job and uh he was like i'm just i'm so grateful and i think that's so cool to like because labels you know for a long time like labels have have definitely like gotten the upper hand and and have been a part of like bad bad stories for a bunch of artists but at the same time they they're also they're the reason why people get a shot at it and and uh and you got to respect that and 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 give them credit for you know taking such a big risk because it's such a risk you know it's like it's like being a label to restaurants you know can you imagine how many restaurants just fail you know and it's like it's like you're taking a huge risk by you know funding funding this act and so i don't know i think there's there's so I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out. 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. Dallas Jackson here with Tips and Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tips and Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Two sides to it and... Um and I think it's awesome that bands get the opportunities they get through labels, but I also think it's equal, just as equally as awesome that uh, we live in a day and age where they're not the only gatekeepers. Yeah, right. You know, right. and that's that's the cool thing to yeah. me is like you can truly you could do this however however you want. You just might have to work a little your harder. ass off. Right. You know, yeah. like the fans have kind of taken a lot back too. You know, with Spotify and Apple. You know we have the opportunity to find what we want to find rather than what, you know, country radio wants us to listen to or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, um, you know, cause that's how this show started yeah. where I was on Spotify listening to independent artists that I had stumbled across. And I was like, wow, this song's a lot better than whatever Luke Bryan's putting out this week, you know? And I was like, there's, is there more to this? And, went down the rabbit hole and it was like shit there's a ton of but and that's the other thing is like like luke bryan for example and like florida georgia all these guys it's like that i I think it's great that they're doing what they do i just at the same time it's like there's so much good music that never gets to see the light of day you know and it's like i just wish that there was a subcategory of like 
you know, just let it be pop country, right. let it be yeah. country, pop country, yeah. whatever, and and give those those sub genres like an opportunity to be yeah. heard because right now it's like you know even like Zach Bryan yeah you know he's a good buddy and and he's been just crushing it lately and uh, you know it's like even he has like such a hard time getting on like yeah. major radio and he's like one of the right. highest like, streamed <laughs> artists there <laughs> is on yeah. Spotify right now yeah. but maybe like yeah especially in in uh, country or, or folk or, or Americana yeah. or whatever you want to call it. It's like, why the hell is he not getting a right. song on the radio here right. and there? And it's like Cody Johnson. Right. Cody yeah. Johnson, we're so bros with all those guys. Yeah. And we used to cut our teeth with them in vans, like, years. You know, like, open for him at the Wormy Dog in Oklahoma City to yeah. nobody. You know, it's like, those guys should have been famous yeah six years ago right easily yeah you know like and they already are they're selling more tickets than most any major right country acts are doing same with zach by the way yeah like he's selling more tickets than probably nearly any of them and um i don't know i just think it's that's the part of it that's still so tough the whole gatekeeper thing is like Man, good music's good music, and if it's getting that kind of recognition on on like the largest streaming platforms in the right. universe, right? You gotta and you're still job. not playing their right. stuff. Clearly, this is crooked, right. and it's like yeah. you know, or or like someone's getting paid, right? And we're not paying. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. so that's a that's definitely a hole in the boat, and I don't know what the solution is to it. Honestly, it might just be you know radio's choice of like, do you want to continue to keep living as radio you know or do you want to die out and and let streaming platforms take you over you know what i'm saying like i literally like because i love radio radio helped us you know in texas so much like uh, 95.9 the ranch shout out to those guys to coke fm to all these people that gave us radio play when nobody would right and it and that's the way it should be it should be like look we respect what you're doing we see how hard you're working and your music is really good and so like we're gonna we're gonna support that and push that but right now the way it works is it, you know from what I've understood it's like very major labels will you know send a lot of these program directors on retreats and like right. on vacations and things like that every year and then all right. of a sudden they're in and so when they push a new artist it's like hey we're gonna need this played like heavy rotation right. like so and so and guess what happens like yeah. they get they get played and yeah. and that's kind of like I don't know these younger generations coming up like really seem to not put up with bullshit and yeah. I think that that's like one of those things yeah. that's gonna get called out yep. and it's already been talked about so much but like you know my direct examples are like Cody yeah. and Zach and all these guys yeah. and uh, I had I've been listening even to Co like Co right. can't get you know, yeah, know he cusses right. a lot yeah. but like but that's, you know that's he's just right you know even he and like I'm not saying he's like traditional country but he's like he's more country right. than most of the shit <laughs> I hear right. you know it's right. like right. it's like come on man like these guys are selling out like big big places and you're not and you're still playing people that can't push like right. you know yeah. a thousand tickets in Nashville right. you know or whatever it's like <laughs> what it doesn't we, make uh, sense. We were able to see Cody this year, even though he wasn't coming up here. He stopped in Albany, and uh, Drew Parker was opening for him. And we've become close with some of the people in his band, and uh, we were asked to come out and um, 
it was like it was probably one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and it's like, why can't you come a state <laughs> over? And you know, he's coming here in twenty three, but you know, it's like, God, yeah, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's kind of like with you guys. You know, I I have a feeling. You know, seeing what you guys are doing and where you're going, you know, you guys are going to be across the street in the in the big arena before too long. Well, I I hope you're right. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but we just gotta, you know, I'm pretty hardwired to just like. I just tell the guys like the other night we were doing that a, a Paramount deal and with some of the cast and one of the guys came up to me he's like dude what is life right now like what is happening or just so and I was like dude just keep your head down and, we, and keep moving forward like you know we just we Don't gotta yeah it. we we cannot get caught up or whatever it's like we've been doing this for such a long time and we just gotta keep working yeah. and um, and I think with that mentality you it might be one inch at a time, but you keep you keep moving, and that's is one of those career paths that's hard enough to where you have to stick to that a lot of times, yeah. and um, in order for it to eventually work out. Yeah. Well, Shin, you know, I I could literally talk to you for the rest of the day because I have so many things we could we could talk about. Um, but it's show day, and I appreciate you more than you really probably ever will understand. But I do have two questions. Yeah. Boots and whiskey of choice. Uh, boots of choice, Tecovas. Uh, whiskey of choice would probably be. Um, oh, Bennett's gonna hate me for saying this. I should say Woodford Reserve for Bennett, but uh, honestly, I'm pretty trashy, and I and and um, I'm not saying this is a trashy whiskey, but for some reason, I really really like wild turkey really yeah i've and, never had and it. i fly southwest like all the time and that's their whiskey of choice <laughs> oh, the it? ceo i guess loved wild okay. turkey and i'm yeah. like my man you know like <laughs> i i really love wild turkey yeah. um i also uh there's a there's a uh, whiskey company out of uh texas there's two of them out of texas that i've they've really supported us and i've really i really do love their stuff uh, one of them is Ben Milam whiskey out of Blanco, Texas, or Blanco, Texas, and um, uh, that's Marsha Milam's company, and it's incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and it's t- 100% like female run and operated, oh, nice. like, and she's just she kicks ass, and um, and then there's also Rebecca Creek whiskey, okay, uh, yeah, and uh, Steve and all those guys um, outside of San Antonio, that stuff is awesome yeah. as well, and. Uh, those guys actually gave us our first opportunity. Um, you talk about like, you know, getting some kind of backing to get a foot forward. There was a there's a festival that goes on in Steamboat, Colorado, called Steamboat Music Fest. Before Bennett and I could ever get on that festival, I begged Rebecca Creek Whiskey to pay for like a thousand of these promo CDs to be made when the album Coast was coming out, and it featured like four of the songs on it. And Bennett and I just brought our own PA up there, hitched a ride up there with somebody else, and uh, and we played like on the mountain for literally. We would set up at eleven in the morning. We would end at like seven at night, That's and awesome. it was in. I think it was like you know six degrees outside on some of the you know it was yeah. freezing cold right. outside, but we would play all day and hand out these CDs, and that was one hundred percent those guys, you That's know. Awesome. And so I got you know, if we're talking whiskey, I have to say you know. 
you know how much we still appreciate yeah. that you know fans oh, yeah. still come up to me and talk about that like yeah. i still have your promo cd man from from when y'all were we would leave them at gas pumps and stuff <laughs> like every gas stop we would stop at we'd be like leaving them on like truckers like uh you know, foot uh, yeah, yeah. footsteps or whatever, like of their so rigs. Cool. It's hilarious. But I love it. Yeah. Well, grassroots baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I again, I appreciate you so much, yeah, and I, I look forward to the show tonight and uh, and uh, you know talking down the road. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk again. Thanks, All man. Right. Cheers. Have a good. You too. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Well, there you have it. Shane Smith, absolutely incredible. Um, thank you again, Shane. I know you're feeling a little, a little under the weather, and I probably made you talk way more than than your uh, your team would have liked, and I'm sure you would have liked. But I I appreciate it wholeheartedly. Um, so again, if you don't know Shane Smith, go out fucking find his find their music. Shane Smith and the Saints, they're out of Texas. You don't you don't want to sleep on these guys because they are they're like a millimeter away from being the next big thing i i'm telling you um you know and go go check out yellowstone if you haven't already if i mean if you haven't and you're listening to country music podcast i don't know what the hell you're doing um other than i don't know i don't know i have no idea what the hell you're doing um but yeah go go check it out and uh you know follow shane do do all that stuff you know it's you not you're not messing up so you're not messing up um so, you know, next week we have next week we have Drew Holcomb on the show. Um an Americana singer-songwriter out of Nashville. Um you're not going to want to miss that. I've been a huge fan of Drew for for many, many years. Um so he was kind enough to come on this show and I I appreciate it wholeheartedly. Um but yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. Um enjoy your time together. And we'll see you back here next week. And until then, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass, guys. Cheers.